Manny Diallo is running at him with that usual determination. Ulrich is in the slipstream. Armstrong is coming with an incredible rush. And Cloden has realised it too late. Is there any stopping Lance Armstrong in this Tour de France? And the answer is no, there is not. Well, in fact, the answer now is the only one who can stop Lance Armstrong is himself. Late last night, Lance Armstrong announced he'll no longer fight charges of using performance-enhancing drugs during his, his career, those charges brought by the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency. Lance Armstrong still says he's innocent, but that he's weary of 10 years he spent battling against doping allegations. Now, you'll remember, Lance Armstrong won the Tour de France an unprecedented seven times, but the Anti-Doping Agency maintains he was using drugs and was one of the ringleaders of a systematic doping a systematic doping ring on his uh, tour-winning teams. And get this, his decision, according to the World Doping Agency, means, and we learned this late last night, he will be stripped of all seven tour titles, the bronze medal he won in the 2000 Olympics, and all other titles, awards, uh, not to mention the millions of dollars he's won cycling from August 1998 forward. Lance Armstrong's full statement is worth a read, but it is long. Here's how it starts. Listen. There comes a point in every man's life when he has to say, enough is enough. For me, that time is now. I've been dealing with claims that I cheated and had an unfair advantage in winning my seven tours since 1999. Over the past three years, I've been subjected to a two-year federal criminal investigation followed by Travis Tigert's unconstitutional witch hunt. The toll this has taken on my family and my work for our foundation and on me leads me to where I am today finished with this nonsense. That statement from Lance Armstrong refers to Travis Tigart. That's the man who heads up the U.S. anti-doping agency. Uh, Armstrong's statement goes on. The bottom line is, I played by the rules that were put in place by the UCI, WADA, and USADA when I raced. The idea that athletes can be convicted today without positive A and B samples under the same rules and procedures that apply to athletes with positive tests perverts the system and creates a process where any begrudged ex-teammate can open a USADA case out of spite or for personal gain, or a cheating cyclist can cut a sweetheart deal for themselves. It's an unfair approach, applied selectively, in opposition to all the rules. It's just not right. We're joined now by Nathaniel Vinton, an investigative sports reporter with the New York Daily News in studio. Hi, Nate. Hi there. Thanks for being here. Um, remind us how we got here. It's been 10 years of Lance Armstrong maintaining his uh, innocence, but a relentless U.S. doping agency. How did we get here to this point where he's finally decided to quit and he will be stripped of all of his accolades? Well, I think uh, a big turning point was the spring of 2010, which is when Floyd Landis, a former teammate of his uh, and a lieutenant on the Tour de France, went um, sent an email to cycling officials outlining how the doping program on the U.S. Postal Service cycling team worked. From there, it was just a, a snowballing, uh, basically an avalanche of, of uh, really sort of unseemly stuff uh, coming out, uh, part of it coming out in a federal grand jury investigation, and then USADA followed up on that after that investigation was dropped without any charges. Can we parse please, the physical evidence, if there is any, against Lance Armstrong versus the circumstantial and sort of uh, evidence from other cyclists or from other people involved in the grand jury. Was there ever any physical test in a vial or a strip of test paper or anything else that said, yes, indeed, Lance Armstrong cheated? Sure, there was. Um, over over the years, there have been a lot of uh, uh, 
urine samples that uh, were suspect, um, but never anything that could stick in a court of law. And so they weren't, and they weren't technically uh, positive samples. But what USADA made the the sort of foundation of their case that we know of, uh, because they didn't lay down all their cards on the table as soon as they charged, and they they um, kept a lot to themselves. But they made 38 different blood samples the bedrock of the case, and there were some fluctuations. You've gotten, over the years, uh, this science has gotten a lot more sophisticated, and they're able to uh, look at all these different blood values, and they, they can say how these different parameters of your blood are showing. Now, we're talking about EPO, right? And is that correct, the blood doping drug erythropoietin? Often we are, but in this case, we're talking about actual blood values, your, your hematocrit, things that you get tested when you go to the doctor. Because as I understand it, part of the reason this is complicated is that you can't actually test for EPO because we sort of have it naturally. What they test for is how many red blood cells you have. And if it's too high, they infer that you're doping. Sure. That's, that's one of the tests. Um, it, there's also very uh, much more recently, there's uh, been some science that's uh, developed a a test for plasticizers where okay. they can see residue from blood bags. Okay, so what about Lance Armstrong's accusation of a witch hunt, that this has simply been uh, an anti-Lance Armstrong campaign from disgruntled teammates like Floyd Landis, who himself was caught for doping? A lot of, he has a lot of enemies in Europe. A lot of people in France never liked him. He thought that cycling purists in France didn't like the American winning, and they went after him. What about his position that this has all been a witch hunt? Sure. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that that tracks closely with language that he's used through a lot of the years of these allegations coming out. But, um, you know, Floyd Landis uh, does have a uh, lawsuit against Lance Armstrong and some of his backers uh, filed with the Justice Department that you know, could give Floyd some incentive to get uh, these charges to stick to Lance. But I think if you if you look at this stuff close enough, there really is there's really no good reason that anyone in their right mind would want to accuse Lance Armstrong. A lot of people have done it over the years, and a lot of people have... Uh, I mean, the sport is rife with this. Floyd Landis was caught. Two-time winner Alberto Contador of Spain stripped. He was caught. There's a, there's a widespread feeling in cycling that the whole sport is dirty, and nobody could have won the tour seven times unless they were cheating because everybody else was. Sure. That that sentiment is out there. There's also a lot of sentiment that over the last few years, cycling has turned a page and that they've instituted a lot of uh, you know, very stringent anti-doping controls, more so than any other sport. And I think there's a lot of people in the sport that, that feel like it is cleaning up. Um, but yes, cycling, I would have to say, is as corrupt as any Olympic sport there is. Is cycling, are fans of cycling starting to flee the sport as, you know, their heroes fall one by one? What does this mean for people who really love cycling? Well, I think the Tour de France will go on. I think it's a it's a beautiful race and people will stay fans of it. I mm -hmm. think there's a, there's a uh, cycling fans, at least in the United States, especially if you um, look at Twitter, you see there's a, there's actually a, a, a kind of um, charming cynicism Nate, another question for you before we let you go. Lance Armstrong's legacy is obviously a lot larger than just cycling. He's got his, um, his Live Strong campaign against cancer. Yellow bracelets are ubiquitous. What does this do to his overall legacy? There's a lot more to him. He points out in his statement he's raised half a billion dollars for cancer. Where do you think he goes from here? Well, I think in, in the immediate future, uh, there's actually going to be a lot more uh, information coming out that he was not the only person charged in this conspiracy, and uh, 
doctors with his team and the team director have chosen to fight the fight the charges in arbitration. So I think a lot of the evidence is going to come out, and I think you know Lance is going to have to deal with that, acknowledge that in some way. Um, I think he won't be able to go to the Tour de France, even though he's a part owner of a cycling team. And uh, you know, I think it remains to be seen how the there's all kinds of litigation here. That's there's going to be clawback lawsuits, almost certainly, from some of his sponsors and uh, uh, some different entities that have given him money over the years. So I think for now he's still going to be in the legal trenches. Um, and as far as the foundation goes, it's really hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to say. Well, you're a sports reporter. Lance Armstrong says he will never address this under any circumstances ever again. If he's asked about it, he won't comment. So I guess Lance Armstrong, at least he says, is done talking about it ever again. That's Nathaniel Vinton, an investigative sports reporter with the New York Daily News. We want to hear from you on this. What do you think Lance Armstrong's legacy is now? Seven-time Tour de France winner, stripped of all his titles, his Olympic gold medals, and his money for cheating. But he's also an anti-cancer crusader. How are you feeling about Lance Armstrong? What's his legacy? Give us a call, 877-8-MY-TAKE. 